Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. And uh, we have the... Um, using the, uh, the term very loosely, a uh, stacked, stacked uh, show for you when it comes to the news. Since it's free agency, baby. It's a uh, free agency. And... Um, the shitty thing is that I'm going to put this out and I know at the time of recording Alex Petrangelo has still yet to sign somewhere but however comma I am going to do this anyway because there's a fuck ton of sightings that we gotta go over and uh, a couple of these teams even though they might not have like you know the star studded guys um I'm going to spend maybe a couple minutes talking about, you know, how interesting the the pickups that they have are going to be. So, um, without further ado, let's dive in first off. Um, just to preface the signings, we're going to do the other news section first. Uh, we have a retirement corner guy for you and then uh, some trades. So, the trades are going to play into how the uh, signings come into fruition. So, uh, if I... If you skipped this first portion of the uh, episode and you wondered, oh, why are you talking about this guy? How did he get there? Well, that's uh, how he got there because he got traded. So uh, uh, that's how that went. So anyway, other news. Um, and the only uh, non-NHL related news. Well, I guess it's sort of related because it's ECHL. Which is the farm team for the a- uh, the farm teams for the AHL, which is the farm teams for the NHL. So it kind of ties in hand in hand. So the ECHL, uh, along with uh, their the Professional Hockey Players Association, has announced that uh, they'll be doing next season, the 2020-2021 season, using a split season uh, split season format. And uh, what they mean by that is um they're gonna split up how they do games which is uh interesting uh to say the least uh they have uh teams in allen florida greenville indy jacksonville kansas city uh orlando rapid city south carolina tulsa utah wheeling and wichita starting the season on december 11th and we'll be playing a 72 game season the remaining teams that I did not mention uh, will start the season on January 15th and will play a 62-game season. Now, I uh, don't know what's the benefit with that, but they uh, that's what they're doing. So, um be interesting to see how that plays out for them. In other news, uh, we have uh, a retirement corner. And uh, the only guy that's on the retirement corner, uh, Justin Williams, has uh, once again retired from the NHL. Um, and has announced that at the age of 39, um, Justin Williams played 19 NHL seasons with the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, LA Kings, and Washington Capitals, uh, recording 320 goals, 477 assists, and 1,264 career games. Uh, definitely was not a slouch out there, uh, that's for sure. Uh, won Stanley Cup in 06 with the Hurricanes, and then again uh, in 2012 and 2014 uh, with the LA Kings, uh, taking home the Conn Smythe Trophy in uh, 2014. 
um, as well as representing Team Canada on a couple occasions, three occasions, uh, including uh, winning gold in uh, the 04 and 07 World Championships. So, um, yeah, he's a very decorated and uh, had a hell of a career, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does uh, in the future. So uh, congrats to Justin Williams on a, a well-deserved retirement. Uh, next up, we have trades. So, once again, prefacing the signings, we have to talk about trades. Because also the trades go with cap room, alleviation, and so on and so forth. So, first off, New Jersey Devils uh, have acquired defenseman Ryan Murray from the Blue Jackets in exchange for a 2021 fifth-round pick. Uh, no salary retention whatsoever. So, um that's all fine and dandy uh Ottawa Senators have acquired defenseman Eric Gabranson that's going to be a bold strategy cotton uh from the Anaheim Ducks for 2021 fifth round pick uh and Gabranson's um cap hit is four million but he's only owed three million in salary this season uh, I guess uh yeah like a signing bonus or something like that so um yeah oh that or um yeah I guess that's what that'd be um but yeah that's that uh as well as the Ottawa centers acquiring for austin watson from the predators in exchange for a 2021 fourth round pick so uh they're looking to uh make they're making some moves that's for sure um yeah uh golden knights well actually we'll get back to the golden knights uh, Florida Panthers have acquired defenseman Marcus Nudibara from the Blue Jackets in exchange for forward Cliff Poo. Just a straight um, hockey trade right there. Um, not much more to say there. Colorado Avalanche have acquired forward Brandon Saad and defenseman Dennis Gilbert from the Blackhawks in exchange for defenseman Nikita Zdorov. Yay. <laughs> And uh, defenseman Anton Lindholm. So, um, looks like uh, Stan Bowman's already trying to uh, fix the decor that's um, a little aged, uh, to say the least, for the Hawks. And uh, that's the last thing I need is for the uh, Blackhawks to be playoff contenders. So let's let's keep them let's keep them down, guys. Let's keep them down. Uh, New Jersey Devils has acquired, uh, have acquired, uh, forward Andreas Janssen from the Blue, uh, Maple Leafs in exchange for Joey Anderson. So, um, a hockey trade there. Uh, liked Janssen's, uh, game in the Blackhawks, not the Blackhawks, Maple Leafs. It's been a long day, folks. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, yeah, I like his game that he uh, had with the Maple Leafs, and it'll be interesting to see if he can translate that into his game with the Devils. And uh, on the Joey Anderson front, um, I don't, I didn't really know much about the guy, but according to Steve Dangle's video, <laughs> uh, commenting on that move, um, he might be in. Even though he may not be deemed as a great of a player as Andreas Janssen, 
but he fills a need that the Maple Leafs have, um, for sure. But yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, Golden Knights. Uh, Golden Knights have traded Paul Sassny back to the Winnipeg Jets. He goes. Uh, for a conditional 2022 fourth round pick and defenseman Carl Dahlstrom. So, um, it's been nice to see uh, Paul Stastny on a team that I actually like and I can cheer. And now he's on the bright side. He's in the central division again. But on the downside, he's on a team that I don't like. I can't cheer for. So, that sucks for me. But uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, it's actually a, a pretty damn good pickup on their uh, in their own right. So um, hopefully he can do some good things in uh, Winnipeg. But in other news, um, we have our last bit of news before we finally dive into the signings. So first off, uh, news being that the deadline for... Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson to no longer be Coyote uh, apparently has passed since the uh, the deadline was the start of free agency, and since the start of free agency has passed and he has not been traded, he uh, said that he is no longer willing to move at trade clause. But um, he never he never say never in this business uh, for sure. But uh, looks like he's going to be a Coyote for the foreseeable future. Um, Dallas Stars. Uh, had a playoff injury list uh, circle around um, a lot of guys a lot of guys um, getting battered and bruised and hopefully they uh, come back stronger than ever for next season uh, Dallas Stars Tyler Sagan uh, had a knee injury late in the season um, torn labrum in his hip during the playoffs um, exploring some uh, options for surgery if need be um, and he will not be ready for the start of the season uh, Jimmy Ben uh, has had a sh shoulder injury since the, uh, before the break but uh, thankfully he'll be able to rest that now Ben Bishop had a knee injury back in late May uh, that's why uh, Anton Hudobin was been in uh, the net on that ridiculous run that the Dallas Stars went on um, which he looks to recover from that. And speaking of Anton Hudobin, uh, he uh, suffered uh, a nerve issue in his arm and uh, had surgery uh, because he had some numbness, numbness there and uh, gets some feeling back and uh, just penned a, a nice new deal, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Radek Foxa uh, had a fractured wrist. Uh, wrist. Uh, Rupe Hens had a fractured ankle and a hip injury. Probably insane hit that he uh, sustained. During a, I think it was game four, or game four, game five, um, that occurred in. Uh, John Klingberg had a shoulder injury in round robin. Mira Heiskanen had a hip injury in the conference final. Blake Como had a separated shoulder. Jason Dickinson had a, an ankle and foot injury. Taylor Fadoon had a knee injury, S.L. Lindell had an injured hand, and Steven Johns uh, didn't feel uh, good about playing anymore because of all the injuries he sustained and what he's dealt with before. Um, it's very taxing, for sure. Um, 
hopefully, uh, hopefully all these guys get the ample uh, rehab they need and be ready to go uh, come the start of the season. And in another news, back on the contract front, um, Tampa Bay Lightning have placed forward Tyler Johnson in regular waivers, and he has since cleared those waivers because they're trying to alleviate some cap room, which they don't have. Um, be interesting to see where Tyler Johnson ends up. Uh, defenseman Vegas Golden Knights defenseman Derek England has been notified that he will no longer be getting a oh, he will not be getting a uh, a new contract for upcoming the upcoming season. So he's uh, out of the Golden Knights. Um, there's been a li- there's a list that was released um, for players who have elected for salary arbitration. Uh, for the Boston Bruins, Matt Grizzlick, uh, Buffalo Sabres, uh, Victor Olofsson, Sam Reinhart, and Linus Olmark, uh, Calgary Flames, Andrew Magnapani, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, Clark Bishop, Hayden Fleury, Warren Fogle, and Gustav Forsling, uh, Colorado Avalanche, Ryan Graves, uh, Detroit Red Wings, Tyler Pertuzzi, Florida Panthers, uh, Mackenzie Weger, which there's rumblings that he might be going uh, elsewhere. Uh, Minnesota Wild, Capo uh, Kakahonen, uh, Capo Kakonen, my bad. Uh, New York Islanders, uh, Josh Hosang, Ryan Pulak, and Devin Taze. Uh, New York Rangers, Tony D'Angelo and Alexander Gorgiev. Brendan Lemieux and Ryan Strom. Uh, Ottawa Senators, Connor Brown, Christian Yaros. Nick Paul and Chris Tierney, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Ilya Mikheyev, and Vancouver Canucks, Jake Vertanen. I'm very surprised that the Blues were not on that list because they've been a perennial uh, <laughs> um, member of that list. But uh, still not too late for that, but we'll see. Um, however, deadline for electing for arbitration is today actually at 5 p.m. Eastern time um, but as of recording this it's seven, it's like 11 20 something p.m. Um, central so it'd be almost 1230 Eastern um, yeah, and the arbitration hearings will be on October 20th through the November 8th. And this is when the big shit comes in, folks. Um, the signings, and we're going to break it up by division. Uh, and I also am doing it in alphabetical order, although, spoiler alert, when we get to the central division, um, where I know it's St. Louis and then Winnipeg will should round out the show, but I'm going to flip-flop those to put Winnipeg second to last and then put St. Louis last. Just putting that out there. Um, but otherwise, it'll be in alphabetical order by division. So with that said, let's dive in. First up, we have the uh, Boston Bruins. Um, not a lot of signings so far. But once again, they're, it's just, you know, 
the big, you know, bulk of the signings um, for everything now. And then feature episodes, we'll get all the extra tidbits. Because we still have talked about Alex Petrangelo. Because still, to this point, uh, has not been signed. Um, but with that said, uh, Boston Bruins have re-signed defenseman Kevin Miller to a one-year deal uh, worth... Uh, one million in base salary, and an additional one million in performance bonuses. Um, so that's cool. And the Boston Bruins have signed Ford Craig Smith to a three-year deal with uh, nine point three million uh, as the worth with the AAV of three point one. So solid depth there. Um, middle of the pack guy for sure. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, I, I, the forward group for the Boston Bruins don't really bother me. The, the two storylines I'm looking forward to now, especially with the signings that once we get into, if you know, you know. Um, but um, with signings with the defense, uh, dealing with the defense, um, once we we'll talk, we'll revisit that once we get to the St. Louis um, signings that they've done. But. Um, I'm interested to see what they do in the back end um, with uh, Zdeno Chara. Uh, if he comes back, as well as um, the rumor that they're going to move to Karask, move, move off of uh, to Karask and see uh, who they, first off, if they do, and second off, if they, uh, or who they pick up from that. Um, but um, I'm surely Don Sweeney's not. Um, done with the team obviously uh, he's just probably just begun but at the same time this is a team that uh, is a President's Trophy winner and even if the um, even if the season didn't end abruptly they probably either would have ended up winning it or were at least in the fight to win it because um, they led the Eastern Conference in points led the entire league in points um, so then with that, I mean, there's not a lot they really need to fix, um, which kind of interests me as to why they want to move off to Rask, but, uh, Boston fans probably know, you know, why, uh, they would, but, uh, hopefully it's not because of the fact that Tuka took his out that he's allowed to take, uh, and not be in the bubble, but just saying. Uh, another news, Buffalo making signings that don't mean shit because Buffalo sucks. Uh, I'm a, it's, all in fun, it's all in fun and good games, but for real though. Uh, Buffalo Sabres re-signed the Ford uh, Zimus, Zimgus Gergensons to a three-year $6.6 .6 million contract with the AAV of $2.2 million. Uh, they also signed for, uh, forward Tobias Reeder to a one-year $700K contract. Uh, as well as defenseman Matt Irwin for a one-year 700k contract, as well as defenseman Brandon Davidson to a one-year 700k contract, and also signing forward Cody Eakin to a two-year 45 uh, 4.5 million uh, dollar contract with an AAV of 2.25. Eakin's a solid guy. Uh, Gergensen's as well, solid guy. Uh, Reader has his uh, his quarrels. Um, Irwin is pretty solid with. Uh, Nashville and then Braden Davidson uh, seems like a nice guy um, not really anything much to talk about with Buffalo other than the fact that they s keep spinning the wheel 
they don't really move backwards but they don't really move forwards they're just there um, one of these days um, it'd be shitty for them to waste uh, the entire career of Jack Eichel but uh, like many other Bu Buffalo Sabres uh, greats they seem to do that a lot uh, with great players but um, hopefully the the, uh, the status quo changes soon for them um, but the way it looks like it's not going to anytime soon uh, another news a team that kind of raises an eyebrow with me uh, the Detroit Red Wings a team that I deemed as a rebuilder no uh, no buyer uh, a team that shouldn't do that but at the same time it's Stevie Y he can do whatever the hell he wants to do um, and he's certainly doing that uh, first off picking up for a solid deal um, I think uh, Detroit Red Wings have signed forward Bobby Ryan to a one-year $1 million contract basically approve uh, yourself contract uh, really solid pickup there uh, they also signed defenseman John Merrill uh, to a one-year 925k contract solid guy to have in the back end a little bit of grit there got a nice little hockey flow going with the mullets great uh, forward Riley Barber uh, Barber to a two-year two-way contract worth 1.6 million with an AAV of 800k uh, also signing forward Kyle Criscullo to a one-year two-way deal worth uh, 700k at the NHL level and 155k at the AHL level uh, signing goaltender Kevin Boyle to a one-year deal uh, Detroit Red Wings also signed goaltender Thomas Grice if you can hear that clapping they, uh, they signed Ty Thomas Grice to a two-year, $7.2 million deal with a AAV of 3.6. So, uh, looks like Steve UI says, fuck the rebuild. We're going for it, guys. We're making a push. We're making a push and uh, doing it good. Doing it great. Um, and it continues to do that with signing defenseman Troy Stetcher, uh, former of the Canucks two-year deal 3.4 million with the AAV of 1.7 uh, also signing forward Vladislav Nemestikov to a two-year deal four million dollar contract with an AAV of two mil congrats Detroit you may not be in the basement as long as you thought you were all thanks to old Stevie Y uh, the cap wizard himself and uh, I'm actually kind of excited to see what Detroit does this year um, also, since, yeah, I know the East is a dogfight for the, you know, wild card spots, but for the top three spots in the division, other than, um, Boston's still probably gonna be feisty, for sure. Tampa's gonna be Tampa. Feisty. Um... So we don't know what we're really going to get with Toronto, but we'll get to that in a second because that actually might change. But with that, I am impressed with what Detroit has done so far. I'm interested to see what, uh, what they do else for, you know, more uh, signings. Uh, but yeah, Florida signing defenseman Radko Gudis to a three-year deal, 7.5 mil with an AAV of 2.5. Uh, signing forward Carter Verhage to a two-year deal uh, with an AAV of one mil. Uh, signing forward Alex Weddenberg uh, to a one-year $2.25 million deal uh, after recently getting bought out by the Columbus Blue Jackets. 
Uh, Florida Panthers signing old Vinny Henestrosa to a one-year, $1 million deal. Um, really love Henestrosa's game. Hopefully he can do good things with the Panthers. Also signing uh, forward Ryan Lombert to a two-year deal uh, with an AAV of 725 k so some depth there. And uh, it's going to... I don't foresee Florida making much of a jump from last year, but um, it'll probably take, it'll still be probably, you're probably like another year or two away from uh, actually seeing, uh, reaping the fruits of, uh, of labor for s- making the signings that you have. Also, the fact that they just got a new GM after firing Dale Talon. Um, still only a year in uh, with Coach Q uh, behind the bench and a lot of parts that are still needing to, you know, find their groove, you know, so to speak. So I wouldn't really worry about that too much. Um, but, but yeah, Florida, Florida's on the up and up, but, you know, just, just got to be patient. I know this, this team... Uh, really asks its fan base um, for patience but uh, it seems that they may have the right people in charge for once so just and I honestly see a lot of parallels with the uh, Arizona Coyotes with the Florida Panthers where this is a team that a lot of people want relocated or always are saying that all oh, and get relocated and I can see their point especially with you know how productive they've been as well as fan attendance which kind of ties in with how productive they've been because yeah I mean unless you're like a die hard city that just cheers for a team for whatever fucking reason uh, cough cough buffalo cough cough um, I mean this might be another one of those things that I also mentioned about Arizona. Basically, cop and paste my thoughts on that, where this might be the last hitch effort to make this a sustainable franchise. Because if not, the NHL might have to be like, hey, I know we've tried for two damn decades. These teams have been in the league for about two damn decades. Almost, th- oh, roughly around. Th- 25 years for both actually and they are going to need to see some return with that and if also just saying Arizona might be primed for a relocation I know they are making this last hitch effort but I'm just saying that the pieces are being moved to where if it doesn't go well because the history of their quote-unquote trying to better themselves always kind of bites them in the ass if it bites them in the ass again since they're getting moved to the central um it makes an easy move for them and i bring them in i know we're talking about florida but it has a parallel to where florida they could do the same thing to move to Quebec because ain't no one in hell gonna fork up the money to make an expansion team in Canada with the economy and the dollar Canadian dollar up there ain't no way in hell 
they already have the building up there the video charm center or center center videotron because um, French they say center and whatever the word but um, you might see that happen in the near future if they don't uh, you know get something going so um, I still think that Florida might be maybe uh, another year or two away but but I also say a year or two away but we don't know who they're going to give up in the expansion draft and uh, the last time there was an expansion draft they gave up not only Jonathan Marcheseau around that time but they also gave up uh, Riley Smith and <laughs> yeah um, definitely was not a uh, smart move um, for the Florida Panthers as you see them uh, lighting it up with Vegas so uh Thank you, <laughs> Florida Panthers, for being stupid. Um, but uh, I hope they're on the up and up, uh, as it seems that they are. Montreal. Montreal Canadiens have re-signed uh, Victor Mete to a one-year extension with 735K is his deal. Uh, defenseman Xavier Ouellette, two years at 737,500 because they can't have round numbers. Well, it is kind of number, but it, it's still a weird deal, though. Um, and forward Brandon Baddock to a one year deal at 700K, and that's all they did so far. Uh, Sanders have signed forwards Logan Shaw and Matthew Pekka. Uh, signing Shaw to a two-year, two-way deal worth 725k at the NHL level, 375k at the AHL level. Uh, Pekka signed a one-year, two-way deal worth 700k at the NHL level and 300k at the AHL level, as well as re-signing their newly acquired goaltender from the Pittsburgh Penguins, Matt Murray, to a four-year, $25 million contract extension. With an AAV of $6.25 million. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Braden Holtby, spoiler alert, didn't get that much money. Jacob Markstrom, spoiler alert, didn't get that much money. <laughs> what? Like, what in the hell? What were you thinking? Pierre Dorian, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I mean, who knows? It it might work out in their favor, and I'll bite my eat my words. It's fine, but that's bold. That is that is bold, Ottawa. Congrats for being bold. Congrats. Um, but at the same time, with the moves that they're making, and you know. It looks like they might still be looking to buy some pieces. If they do, that will probably mean that they're also going to follow suit with Detroit and say, fuck this rebuild. I want to see some, you know, returns. But, um, but yeah, that's Ottawa for you. Next up, we have Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning have re-signed goaltender Spencer Martin to one-year two-way contract worth 700k at the NHL level and at that hundred grand at the AHL level. Uh, so just restocking the cupboards for uh, 
goaltending, or at least uh, keeping it, you know, filled. Uh, Resigning forward Pat Maroon to a two-year deal worth 900k uh, per year. Uh, Resigning defenseman Luke Shen to a one-year 800 thousand dollar contract uh reese uh, have signed goaltender christopher gibson to a one-year two-way contract for 700k at the nhl level and 250k at the ahl level uh signing forward jamel smith to a one-year 700k contract some depth there and uh seeing his game uh for the few games i saw him uh with the stars um he, he seems promising and uh forward mitchell stevens uh, 735k for his deal as well um, and Tampa has some cap woes that he has that Julian Brisbois has to figure out um, and they already basically said uh, everyone's pretty much you know good for the takings prime for the takings um, except for the key pieces being uh, Cooch, Headman, uh, Vassy, and uh, Point, basically. Everyone else is basically for the take. And, um, and they already tried to, as I mentioned, put Johnson on waivers, but he cleared those. So now they have to uh, try another play to alleviate some cap. So we'll see what they do with that. Uh, and last but not least, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, now, Toronto Maple Leafs, I give them a lot of shit, all right? But I do it because I love them, okay? I do I do it because I love you, okay? Um, Toronto Maple Leafs have signed forward Wayne Simmons to a one-year $1.5 million contract. And with that, I like this deal because, number one, it's a one-year deal. Alright, so one year deals are pretty much are pretty easy to move, especially if a certain team needs a guy that's gritty like Wayne Simmons is. Really, uh he you know, there's a reason why they call him Wayne Train, alright? Um Easy to move a one year deal. One point five mil, that's not ex- that expensive. Um and I gave Toronto on record, I've given them a lot of shit for being that team that you can push around. They don't have that grit, and once, especially once uh, Lou Lamorello shipped off to all uh, Islanders and brought Matt Martin with him, basically the only uh, gritty guy that they had at the time. Um, it's good to see that they have a, some grit there, which they don't. They didn't stop there. Um, but before we get to that, uh, there's also a note that apparently um, Montreal Canadiens uh, G uh, Mark Bergevin uh, said that they were offering more money for Wayne Simmons, um, but that just goes to show that he don't give a fuck about money. He just wants to go, you know, basically play for his hometown team because he's from the area, and uh, he's he's toward the ends of his career too. So I mean. Why not play for your hometown team, you know? And it kind of seems to be the theme uh, with the Maple Leafs. Also signing Jason Spezza uh, to his deal as well. So um, looking to put some grit there uh, out in the Maple Leaf land. 
And they have signed defenseman TJ Brody. So another thing that I kept um, picking on Toronto is the lack of defense. And they look to fix that. Uh, with also, once again, another good deal. Um, I just wish they did that with the damn forwards. <laughs> um, to a four-year, $20 million contract with an AAV of 5 mil. Uh, signing defenseman Zach Bogosian to a one-year, $1 million deal. And some more grit there. And uh, signing for Travis Boyd to a one-year, $700,000 deal. Which, that one is the one that has kind of raised a lot of eyebrows, but... It's a this is seven hundred k contract. You can easily bury that in the AHL. It's not that big deal, big a deal. Um, and with that, we're going to take a little break real quick, and then we'll get back uh, to the Metropolitan Division. All right, so now we're diving into the Metropolitan Division. Um, first off, Carolina Hurricanes, real quick. Only one signing so far. Uh, they have signed for Jesper Faust to a three-year deal uh, with an AAV of $2 million. Um, saw a pickup for the forward group. Um, but yeah, that's all they did. So not really much to say. Columbus Blue Jackets have re-signed goaltender Matis Kivlenius? Likens? I don't know. Uh, to a two-year, two-way deal. Uh, so that's that. Uh, first year is worth uh, 700k at the NHL level and 225k at the AHL level, and second year is worth 750k at the NHL level and 275k at the AHL level, with a guarantee of 350k. Uh, and they also signed Ford uh, Miku Koivu to a one-year, 1.5 million dollar deal. So um, bold, but. It could go places. Uh, I'll have to wait back. We'll sit back and wait on that one. Um, New Jersey, New Jersey Devils. I've uh, only at this point uh, signed goaltender Corey Crawford to a two-year deal, seven point eight million dollar deal. A two-year, seven point eight million, uh, with an AAV of three point nine. Now. Initially, I was kind of laughing at them about this deal, but I mean, 3.9 is not that bad. And Crawford was starting to look somewhat like back to form on this past playoffs. Almost stole them a uh, a entry into um, well, they stole him and. Uh, the entry into the playoffs, the actual playoffs, but um, from there didn't um, go anywhere. But that's that. Uh, New J New York Islanders, crickets, crickets. New York Rangers have signed Ford uh, Kevin Rooney. To two-year, $1.5 million contract with an AAV of 350 k Also signing forward Colin Blackwell to a two-year, two-way contract with an AAV of three, $725,000. Uh, signing goaltender Keith Kincaid to a two-year, $1.65 million contract with an AAV of 825 k So it looks like he'll be the backup um, for their 
in the starter group in the goaltending group um and <laughs> we'll get to this in a second uh defenseman anthony Pitetto, a two-year deal 737.5 uh a year but <laughs> For anyone that on YouTube uh, watches Urinating Tree, um, and if you don't, please do. Um, but for those that also have don't watch his stuff, he's basically a shit poster for sports, and he uh, had his like two two and a half hour uh, just rambling about uh, free agency signings as they were happening live. And uh, after the news of Jack Johnson getting bought out by the Pittsburgh Penguins, basically in rejoice. Um, and in, on that signing, he didn't see Jack Johnson get signed, but he basically called it. He was like, I'm waiting for the Rangers to sign Jack Johnson, please sign Jack Johnson. And guess what they did? They signed Jack Johnson to one year, $1.15 million contract. <laughs> um, good luck with that. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see this one plays out for you. Probably not going to work out well for you. Just saying. It's not going to work out for you. But, uh, yeah. Um, but another team that has basically said, fuck the rebuild, what's put the wheels in motion and, uh, looks like, you know, they're continuing with that trend. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers crickets, Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, speaking of Pittsburgh Penguins after talking about Jack Johnson. Uh, they have re-signed forward Sam Laferty to a two-year deal, one-way contract that runs through the 2021-2022 season. Uh, an average annual value of 750k. Not a bad deal. Signing for J Mark Jankowski to a one-year 700k deal. Uh, a lot of people not really liking this, but it's 700k. You can bury that in the AHL. Not a big deal. Interesting though that they signed Ford Evan Rodriguez to a one year 700k contract. And I say it's w weird because they just traded him away to Toronto so they could get Kasperi Kapanen. But they got him back in the same year, or basically in like in the same, like, yeah, the same year. Um, because they acquired Kapanen while the playoffs are still going. So, um, yeah, interesting, but uh, it's depth for you. Uh, also signing for Josh Curry to a one-year two-way contract for 700k at the NHL level and 350k at the AHL level. Uh, signing forward Frederick Gaudreau, uh, and goaltender Maxim Legacy to a one-year two-way deal worth 700k a piece. Uh, I'll be signing forward Anthony Angelo to a two-year deal uh, with an AAV of 725k at the NHL level, and 
Is there any more to that? No. All right, cool. Uh, my notes just end from there. Um, but yeah, um, Pittsburgh, for those that hadn't heard a couple of my episodes ago, um, basically saying that Pittsburgh basically just needs to, you know, take a step back and, uh, I wouldn't really say rebuild, but more like retool. And that you could look at this as a little bit of a retooling, but, and they got rid of Matt Murray. So there's that. I just hope Jari, if he's your starter, is someone that you really believe in to do that. But um, they still got to, I mean, I don't know the signings are going to help defense, but I hope they do with that. But they, them buying out Jack Johnson was a big move for them uh, in the right direction for the defense. Now they just got to get uh, some more good demons, so that's good. Uh, and hopefully they, they can do that. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, for the Metropolitan Division, as well as the Eastern Conference and that uh, bid is the Washington Capitals, which will save the big signing for last for them. So they signed four defensemen so far. Um, Justin Schultz to a two-year deal with the AAV of four mil. Uh, Cameron Schilling to a one-way two-year deal worth 700k at the NHL level, 365k at the AHL level. Uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk to a one-year 800k deal, uh, and Paul Ledoux to a one-year 700k contract. And signing for Dare, uh, not Dare, uh, Daniel Carr to a one-year two-way contract worth 700k at the NHL level and 415k at the AHL level. Um, looks like they're doing some death moves right now. Um, I'd expect them to do more uh, in the near future uh, since they're saving money on Braden Holtby, which we'll talk about once we get into the uh, Pacific Division, which is the next division that we're we'll talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's their signings. And uh, let's save the best for last for them. Washington Capitals have signed King Henrik. Henrik Lundqvist to a one-year, $1.5 million contract. Uh, and Henrik will be wearing 35 uh, for the Caps. So, he's... Uh, Moving on, which the interesting thing is, is that he's in the same division as the Rangers, and he's going to be talking, well, not talking, uh, playing against them pretty frequently. Um, well, I wouldn't say frequently, because he's more probably going to be in the back backup role or like a 1B situation with uh, uh, Samsonov for the Capitals but uh, they're certainly not going to be done 
right now, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what other moves that they can muster. But I mean, I don't see where else you're gonna like do anything drastic other than a lot of depth moves. Maybe uh, another like middle of the pack uh, forward, but other than that, I don't really see them doing much uh, else. But yeah, that's your Metropolitan Division, and that is your Eastern Conference. And now we go switching gears to the Western Conference, and we go to the Pacific. And with that, we have Anaheim. The Anaheim Ducks have uh, re-signed for uh, Chase DeLeo to a one-year two-way deal worth 700k at the NHL level and 140k at the AHL level. Uh, they have signed for Derek Grant to a three-year 4.5 million dollar deal with an AAV of 1.5. Uh, signed defenseman Andy Walensky to a one-year 750k deal. Uh, signing for Vinny Letary to a one-year two-year deal, uh, two-way deal. My bad. Uh, or at 750k at the NHL level and 425k at the AHL level, uh, and also re-signing forward Andrew, Andrew Potorowski to a one-year two-way deal worth 700k at the NHL level and 350k at the AHL level with a guarantee of 425k. And also to round out their signings, they have signed defenseman. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk to a three-year, $11.7 million deal with an AAV of 3.9 mil. Uh, that Shattenkirk deal looks pretty solid for a team that's rebuilding. But this, could this mean that they're also going to be yet another team that's going to say, fuck the rebuild, let's uh, get the ball rolling? But... uh. I surely hope not, but uh, but hey, it's the Pacific Division. They can, you know, if they, if I mean, if they want to do it, they can. Um, just make cities an easier rise for the Vegas Golden Knights to uh, assert their dominance on the league, uh, not on the league, but on the uh, Pacific Division once again. So they got that going for them. So uh, there's Anaheim for you. Uh, Arizona didn't really do much. Uh, signing forward John Hayden to a one-year 750k contract. Uh, signing forward Tyler Pitlick to a two-year 3.5 million dollar contract and AAV of 1.75. And signing forward Johan Larson to a two-year 2.8 million dollar contract with the AAV of 1.4. Uh, also, the fact gotta keep in mind that they don't have any fucking money to sign anyone notable. Um, namely Taylor Hall, which basically giving up that first round pick for nothing, which they certainly needed a first round pick this year because they had to forfeit some picks because of their uh, whole scandalous thing with the whole uh, combine thing that happened. Um, but yeah, um, look for Arizona to kind of regress next year. Um, and especially since they were looking to potentially move off of Oliver Ekman Larson, which still kind of perplexes me because that's kind of the, the name of your franchise. Although, 
how I mean I know I mean it'd be a trade instead of signing him but if the St. Louis Blues weren't gonna get Petrangelo back which signs are that they're not how awesome would it would have been if somehow some way we would have found like some pieces that would warrant trading to the Arizona Coyotes to get Oliver Ekman Larson I'd love that I would absolutely love that but one can dream, although they could trade Justin Falk for him. Let's uh, let's put that let's put that out in the ether, guys. Let's put that out in the ether. Oliver Ekman Larson to the St. Louis Blues in return that Arizona Coyotes get Justin Falk. Come on, guys. Come on, Bill Armstrong. Help us out, guys. Help us out. You you were you were a blue, all right. In the, in, the, in the head office, you know, in the front office, but you are a blue, all right? Help us out, all right? We help you help us out. Maybe we help you out once we start regressing in about three to five years, all right? Let's just just give us uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. It's fine. It, it'd be great. Please please and thank you. I, I'd greatly appreciate that. Um, but let's get real, though. Let's get back to reality. Calgary. Calgary Flames making some moves. Uh, first off, re-signing forward Buddy Robinson to a one-year 700K contract. Uh, they signed defenseman Alex Petrovic to a one-year two-way deal worth 700K at the NHL level and 300K at the AHL level. Signing defenseman Chris Tanev to a four-year $18 million contract with an AAV of 4.5. Really, really good deal there. Uh, signing Zach Ronaldo to a one-year 700K deal. Uh, signing Brian Freese or Frose or Frace, uh, whatever his last name is pronounced. Two years, 725k AAV. Also signing goaltender Louis Domingue to a one-year two-way contract worth 700k to NHL level and 450k to AHL level, which looks like he is going to be uh, the backup for your new starter. Who is the new starter for the Calgary Flames? No one other than. Um, the guy that uh, was damn insane for the Canucks, especially, especially against your uh, <coughs> the St. Louis Blues, um, signing goaltender Jacob Markstrom to a six-year, $36 million deal worth $6 million uh, per year. Which, how are we in the world where Jacob Markstrom is getting p- paid less than Matt Murray? Now, I know Matt Murray has the rings and the two back-to-back rings and all that fun shit, but let's be real. He, he ain't worth that much. All right? He ain't worth that money. All right? Um, but Jacob Markstrom is, but, but hey, you know, you lock him in on a decent deal, and then once the cap starts rising, 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 and if he's, you know, still sustaining some pretty, pretty damn good play... You know, sign some good guys up front and, you know, and keep a decor that's, you know, competent. You might find yourselves, you know, in a good place. And, um, Calgary could do that. But at the same time, I put them in the tweeners, um, for the, uh, basically the free agency preview. And I still stand by that to where, yeah, moves 
they're a couple moves away to where they could be back in the cup contending uh, spot, but at the same time, they could easily find themselves in the rebuild spot. So um, this might be another one of those last-hitch efforts that I keep talking about about other teams, uh, but not for the whole relocation bullshit, but uh, to make a run at uh, some uh, success. Um especially with the Pacific Division looking to potentially heat up in the next couple of years, especially when Seattle comes into the league, not this coming season, but the next season after that. So got to keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, that's Calgary. Edmonton. Oh, Edmonton, Edmonton, Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton Oilers have signed for Kyle Turris to a two-year deal, $3.3 million contract with an AAV of $1.65 mil. Uh, signing forward Alan Quinn to a one-year 750k deal. Uh, re-signing forward Tyler Ennis to a one-year $1 million contract. Uh, as well as signing goaltender a- Anton Forsberg to a one-year deal. Uh, and as well forward Seth Griffin to a two-year two-way contract. Uh, and Griffin's deal is two years 700, 725k AAV. Anton Forsberg's deal. I don't have the notes on uh, his uh, contract at this time, though. But he's probably going to end up going f- to the uh, Bakersfield Condors, though, for sure. Uh, they have signed defenseman Tyson Berry to a one-year $3.75 million contract, so solidifying the blue line a little bit better, which is good. And uh, re-signing goaltender uh, Mike Smith to a one-year $2 million contract. Um, I'd like to see... I would like to see... Edmonton kind of make a play for the goal a little bit, you know, get a little bit more consistency in the back. Uh, but um, their blue line probably needs uh, the most help because all that and scoring too because outside of Nuge, um, maybe, oh, this guy, <laughs> this, this, this one guy, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. I think that's what his name is. Uh, I, th- I think he's pretty good. Um, he got him, and as well as this uh, this other guy, this uh, some call him a prodigy, uh, Connor McDavid, as well as your scoring. And then out of there, maybe Kyler Yamamoto. Maybe if he uh, is keeping up on the Oilers, maybe. Um, not really notable outside of Dreisaitl, maybe Nuge, and McDavid on scoring, really. So, I mean, I mean, that's that's that with Edmonton, but well, I mean, we'll, we'll see if they keep spinning their tires or if they regress or who knows, maybe they'll surprise us and make a, a run for the playoffs like they did a couple years ago. Uh, I think, and yeah, in that last run, they maybe, I think they went, like, second round, I think. But, yeah, they could surprise us. But, yeah, speed round here. Uh, Los Angeles Kings have signed defenseman Mark Alt to a one-year, two-way deal worth 700K to NHL level, 300K at the AHL level. Also signed goaltender... Uh, Troy Grosnick to a one-year two-way deal worth 700k to NHL level and 350k 
at the AHL level. Are you still keeping up? Great. Uh, San Jose Sharks forward uh, Stefan Nosen, one-year deal. Uh, has been signed for him. Don't know the, the details other than that. And San Jose Sharks have re-signed forward Kevin LeBanc to a four-year $18.9 million contract extension. Uh, with an AAV of $4.725 million after coming off of that one-year $1 million deal that I kept saying that was a highway robbery deal. And he's finally getting paid, so congrats to him. And Vancouver. Screeching into the station with Vancouver real quick. Even though there's only two signings, we got we got to talk about their second signing, though. Uh, Vancouver Canucks re-signed for Tyler Mott, uh, who is making some noise in the playoffs against uh, the Blues. Uh, this past uh, playoffs uh, to a two-year, $2.45 million contract extension with a AAV of 1.225. So, you know, depth numbers there. So that's good for him. And uh, signing goaltender to replace Jacob Markstrom. Um, Braden Holpe is now a Canuck. Which a lot of people are having him go toward Calgary. Um, instead of Barkstrom, which is interesting. Um, but hey, I mean, he's still in the same division, and he's not too far away from there. So, I mean, didn't really miss the mark by that much, though. Um, Brayden Holtby, two-year deal, $8.6 million contract extension with the AAV of 4.3 mil. Um, very solid deal because a lot of people are expecting him to get the really high numbers. Uh, but at the same time, maybe he's looking at this as, hey, you know, just to prove, you know, my worth outside of the Washington system as well as kind of waiting out those years um, with the frozen $81.5 million cap. And once the cap goes up, then he can go get his payday once his numbers basically speak for itself. So um, it was a smart move and a, a really good, really surprising uh, good deal by Jim uh, Benning and the Vancouver Canucks out there. And last but certainly not least for the Pacific Division, Vegas Golden Knights. We have Vegas Golden Knights here for you. Um, Vegas Golden Knights have re-signed forward Reed Duke and defenseman Jimmy Schultz to a one-year 700K contract extensions, respectively. Uh, re-signing forward Tomas Nosek to a one-year $1.25 million contract extension. So congrats to Nosek. And signing forward uh, Tomas Jerko. Yerko. Not Jerko. Yerko. Uh, to a one-year 700k contract so some depth there and that's it for Vegas for now but um, there's been reports that Alex Petrangelo is in the Vegas area um, scoping out the scene maybe old uh, former St. Louis Blue uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Reeves maybe uh, taking him around give him a nice 7.5 beer um, 7.5 brewery beer um, show him the sights hear the sounds uh, maybe he likes to digs up there in Vegas. The nice um, state-of-the-art facilities. Um, even though, yeah, you know, the Blues just got their state-of-the-art facilities too. But, I mean, the glitz, the glamour of Vegas. The basically no taxes to pay out there. That's that's a thing you got to keep in mind as well in the business of hockey is, you know, taxes. Um, which also, depending on the deal that... Uh, Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee are putting forth uh, with uh, Alex Petrangelo. I mean, don't be surprised if it's at or maybe slightly less than what he would have gotten with the Blues. Potentially, 
mainly off of the taxing thing, but um, we'll see um, with that. But with the whole um, drama with that, though, is uh, there's been reports that um, Doug Armstrong, the Blues G- general manager, basically saying, hey, we're not out of the sweepstakes yet. No, I'm, I'm out, I asked him. I explicitly asked him to uh, keep us in the loop. Blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the thing, bucko. All right. He don't have to do shit now because he's not under contract with you anymore. So also, number one, when he was technically under contract before free agency you know, started, you could have signed him for an eight-year deal. But guess what? You didn't. So now, if he wants to come back to the Blues, I don't know where you're going to fucking find the money. You're going to have to, number one, move a lot of fucking pieces. And that, and the fact that you're going to only keep him for seven now because now he's a free agent and he doesn't, he's not Blues property anymore. So he does not have to keep Doug Armstrong, you know, in the loop at all. He might out of courtesy, but he doesn't have to. But with that, I do expect to see Alex Petrangelo now, especially after the Vegas Golden Knights traded away Paul Stastny now, uh, to sign Petrangelo. And which will also be interesting to see who, uh, what number he gets, because Shea Theodore also wears the number 27. Uh, so, who gives up the number? I don't know. Honestly, I'd actually kind of like to see Shea Theodore keep number 27 and then have uh, Petro get a different number and just keep number 27 a his St. Louis Blues whole thing and uh, start a new chapter with a new number. Kind of like how uh, Brett Hole did when he left the Blues. Uh, didn't wear number 16. I don't think anywhere else except for us. So, and maybe uh, Calgary when he uh, came from Cal- Calgary uh, all those years ago. But um, which, regardless, I know the whole thing. Like, oh well, if he comes back, then he'll get the statue. He'll get all the the fun shit. Well, guess what? Regardless if he stayed or, or, or left, he's gonna get that anyway. All right. When he retires, he'll probably end up coming back to the Blues. Like how every other great that we've ever had has done. Like, also back to the Brett Hull parallel. Freaking, he never won a cup with the Blues. He actually won a cup with Dallas. Won a cup with the Red Wings. But guess what? He came back to us. He has his number in the rafters. He has a statue right in front of Enterprise Center. And guess what? Whenever freaking Alex Trangelo comes back, um, whether it be retiring as a blue because somehow, some way, Doug Armstrong made the numbers work, or whether he comes back after retiring, being a Vegas Golden Knight for seven years or whatever, he'll come back, he'll get a statue, he'll get his number raised in the rafters, it'll be fine. And whenever he does leave, I just hope that St. Louis Blues fans have the class and courtesy to not freaking boo him out of the freaking area, like the St. Louis area like we did with freaking uh, Albert Pujols when he left. All right, let's let's have some class and understand the business of hockey and not hold it against him. It's just the business of hockey. And, I guarantee, and honestly, I guarantee you, had the COVID-19 bullshit didn't happen and didn't stop the 
uh, momentum that the Blues had also didn't stop the momentum that the NHL had with the season and cutting it short and also freezing the cap at 81.5. I guarantee you, number one, we probably would have either won the damn cup or were pretty damn close to it. As well as number two, we would have probably resigned Petrangelo by now because we would know, hey, the freaking cap went up X amount of dollars. Even if it was only like the rumored like 83.5, whatever, like a $2 million difference. So guess what? That's two extra million dollars that you can put toward Alex Petrangelo. You know, basic math. Basic math. But, um, be interesting to see where he goes. To say the least, and uh, bet your ass the second I don't care what news I have um, for you um, at the time when I'm building the next episode's freaking notes and shit. The second Alex Petrangelo news breaks, it's getting recorded. I don't care if I have to record it on my phone or whatever I have to do, I'll do it. I genuinely do not care. I will, I will get that out there. But with that said, let's finish this uh, episode out with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and the Central Division. Central Division, baby. My bread and butter, to say the least. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks have re-signed goaltender Malcolm Subban, bold strategy, two-year deal, $1.7 million, uh, with an AAV of eight hundred and fifty grand. Uh, re-signed forward Dominic Kublik to a two-year $7.4 million deal with an AAV of 3.7. Pretty decent deal. Um, and have re-signed defenseman after acquiring Nikita Zadorov to a one-year $3.2 million contract. Also, decent deal. And um, that's that was Chicago. Uh, Colorado Avalanche have re-signed forward Sheldon Drees or Dries to a one-year two-way contract worth $771,750 because they have to be weird like that as well at the NHL level and three hundred ninety-five grand at the AHL level. Also signing forwards Mika Salamaki to a 700k deal at the NHL level, 350k at the AHL level, Kiefer Sherwood 750k at the NHL level, and 250k at the AHL level. And Michael Vacone, or Vacone, 700k at the NHL level, 290k at the AHL level, to one-year, two-way contracts. Uh, also resigning forward to Andre Burakovsky to a two-year, uh, 9.8 million dollar contract extension with an AAV of 4.9 mil, and resigning forward Valery Nikushkin, two years, 5 mil, 2.5 is the AAV on that. Um, looking to continue to build on that and they are one of the few teams that still are under the cap floor so they have a fuck ton of money to spend on people and um, that's the one team that may very well be the clear runner uh, to get old Taylor Hall uh, signed up ready to go for next season but uh, that is yet to be seen at this point what they do but expect some big things coming out of Colorado uh, in the near future for sure uh, Dallas Stars after coming off that um, that nice amazing run that they had 
this year. Uh, coming up just that, just coming up short, you know, it happens. Uh, resigned goaltender Anton Hudobin to three-year, ten million extension with an AAV of 3.33. Solid deal. Hopefully his uh, his nerve injury uh, is all right and he's good to go for next year. Uh, Mark Pizik has been signed, one-year contract worth 750k. Uh, resigning forward Radic Foxa to a five-year, 16.25 million dollar deal with an AAV of 3.25 mil. Radic Foxa. Other than the big names on the Dallas Stars, probably my favorite player, honestly. Um, solid guy, solid center, and um, just does what he needs to do out there. And uh, like to see him be there for at least the next three to five years. I know he signed for a five, but you know he always get traded. I hope he doesn't get traded and uh, stays with the Stars and succeeds. And he also and Dallas Stars also re-signed forward Joel Laesperance. To a two-year, two-way contract, uh, and Dallas—they're going to look to build off of that wonderful run that they did this year. And it's going to be hard to, uh, after doing a potentially condensed season, or doing a full 82, and just like once again condensing it and just taking away a lot of the breaks and just going go 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 go. Um, especially with a lot of players that are coming off of injuries that might. Sp- for up some injuries so barring injuries after saying injury like four or five times back to back to back to back to back um is really gonna determine how successful dallas is gonna be next year um and also depending on how ben bishop's doing too on top of anton hudobin because they both have injuries that they are currently licking the wounds on so uh look for dallas to barring health you know to do some good things next year for sure uh minnesota wild a team that has no identity and until they make an identity they won't have an identity because that's how identity works uh minnesota wild have re-signed forward uh kyle rau and defenseman matt bartowski to a one-year two-way deal uh rau is worth 700k at the NHL level, 275k at the AHL level. Bartowski is worth 700k at the NHL level and 325k at the AHL level. Uh, they signed forward Joseph Camarosa to a one-year, two-way contract with worth 700k at the NHL level and 160k at the AHL level. Signing defenseman Dakota Mermis, former of the New Jersey Devils, one-year, two-way contract worth 700k at the NHL level, 250k at the AHL level. Uh, they have re-signed forward Jordan Greenway to a two-year deal, 4.2 mil, worth a AAV of 2.1, solid deal. And also, since they shipped off Devin Dubnik to the San Jose Sharks, they need a new goalie, and uh, they have a new goalie and Cam Talbot. Uh, Cam Talbot signed to a three-year, $11 million contract worth AAV of 3.667, so um, not a bad deal, and he's... Um, looking to uh, get that starting job once again after having it in Calgary um, looking pretty damn good at least in the uh, regular season for sure for the Flames um, and looks to build off of that for uh, next year in Minnesota um, but once I, once again a team that has no identity because you know they were the oldest on average the oldest by um, average player age 
they were the oldest team in the NHL at the time. Uh, but they have since moved off Eric Stahl. They've since moved off of uh, Miko Koivu, uh, which also means they need a new captain now. Um, I don't know who you're going to put DC on on the wild. I don't really follow them enough to get as to guess as to who, but, um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know who, who you'd put the C on, but, uh, I will be looking closely at Minnesota because this is their 20th, 20 year anniversary as well as Columbus's 20 year anniversary when they, uh, for, of them coming into the league. Uh, they were supposed to host the, um, Winter Classic this year, but because of COVID, they may not have a Winter Classic this year, which means that they may not host it. Although, with that said, I would guess at the very least, they may entertain the idea of just taking the matchup that they were going to have and just pushing it a year. So instead of the start of 2021, they'll have it start of 2022, which... I'd be all fine for it because by that time we should be done with this COVID shit. We can go back to normal freaking being shoulder to shoulder with people and not having to worry about this, uh, the sickness that has plagued the earth as it may and, uh, get back to some good old, uh, hockey times. Um, but yeah, that's Minnesota and then, uh, Nashville only has three signings uh signing defenseman mark Bor- borvietsky to a two-year four million dollar contract with the av of two million uh forward nick cousins former of the vegas golden knights two years 1.5 aav and defenseman matt benning two years one million i with those moves alone still i have them in the tweener group um kind of teetering back on rebuild status um, since they lost Turris and um, a couple of their other guys and their depth um, but I mean they still have a lot there's still a lot of time to pass uh, before we can really judge as to uh, where they are as a franchise uh, right now because um, they could surprise they could surprise people for sure um, but we'll have to see about that though. Um, but it's still early to, to say. And I know, and as I stated in the beginning of the episode, that we're going in alphabetical order, which would put St. Louis next, but St. Louis is, you know, my number one team. That's going last. Best for last, guys. Best for last. Um, Winnipeg Jets have re-signed defenseman Nathan Ballou to a two-year $2.5 million contract with an AAV of 1.25 mil. Uh, signing Lucas Pisa to a one-year 800k contract. Uh, signing forward Nate Thompson to a one-year $750,000 contract. Signing uh, forward, re-signing forward uh, CJ Seuss to a two-year two-way contract with an AAV of 725k uh, at the NHL level and worth 100k at the AHL level in year one and 150k in year two. Uh, signing forward Dominic Toninato, uh, Tony, not yeah, Toninato, 
uh, to a one-year two-way contract worth 700k at the NHL level, and also signing defenseman Derek Forbert to a one-year one million dollar contract. Uh, Winnipeg still has a lot of work to do. Uh, they just acquired, uh, as I stated in the beginning of the episode, uh, they acquired Paul Stastny uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights after he left Winnipeg to go to Vegas in free agency a couple years ago. Um, with that, Ford group looks decent still. Um, there's still rumblings that they might try to move off of Patrick Line. Don't know um, where they are with that. Um, but decor is their big thing that they still have to work on, and they still don't really have a lot of people under contract for. But they have their, their backup and uh, starting goalies all locked up. Uh, and their forward group, as I said, decent. It's just their decor is the thing that, which was the thing that really carried them to the their conference final berth in 2018, um, where they went on to lose against those aforementioned Vegas Golden Knights. Um, which since then and since the Blues uh, beat them in the 2019 playoffs in the first round, they have been basically back to the old uh, Winnipeg Jets slash Atlanta Thrashers type of uh, play. And um, it's a shame. It's, a very, it's, it's very much a shame, for sure. But, ex- I, ex- I mean, I expect to, s- to see some moves to, uh, to better that decor, but um, still early to see. And someone was Someone on their on t- hockey Twitter was throwing around that maybe uh, Alex Trangelo could go to Winnipeg. I don't see him going in the same division as the Blues, let alone Winnipeg. All right. Now, I mean, I'm sure Winnipeg's a nice area and it's a nice, you know, have a wonderful, rabid fan base, you know. And if it wasn't for that fan base, guarantee you the freaking NHL wouldn't even think twice about. Um, even entertaining the idea of bringing a NHL team back, no matter what the circumstance of another franchise. Um, but, um, I mean, that's, that's the honest truth, at least in my eyes. But, I mean, Winnipeg, Winnipegans, or I don't know what's the, the pluralized term for people from Winnipeg, but um, they may disagree, but that's how I, I feel on the on the matter. And I don't really see like a, a big name guy unless he's from Winnipeg and loved and grew up loving the Jets and all that. I don't foresee them getting a big guy like Alex Petrangelo. He's probably gonna go to back home, back St. Louis, because St. Louis is a great place, right? It's a great place, um, or Vegas, or legitimately anywhere else but speaking of those aforementioned st louis blues let's talk about those aforementioned st louis blues as the meme is dead so i'm not gonna do the whole um and your 2019 Stanley cup champion st louis blues anymore when i talk about the blues anymore um because that's done right it's dead in the water but um but hey here I am talking about the blues though. It's good. It's good. Um, some some uh, signings have happened, to say the least. 
um, especially in a particular position. Cough, cough, defense. Cough, cough. Um, first off, before we get to that big signing, or at least um, as what Alex Petrangelo would call one that caught him off guard, um, to say the least. Um, before we get to that, uh, Blues signed goalie uh, John Gillis to a one-year, two-way contract worth 700k. So. Hopefully, that still means that Vili Husso is going to be the backup for the Blues um, this upcoming season. Although, I feel like that might just come down to how he looks in the um, in camp. And if he doesn't start with the club at the beginning of the year, I do expect him to end up coming up to the club this year and staying. Because... Um, it's about that time he comes up there, and um, it'd be great. I've been waiting to see Huso up for quite some time, um, and this might be the time for him to come up. So uh, hopefully that's the case. Um, Blues signed defenseman Steven Santini to a one-year, two-way deal worth 700 k so it looks like he may be going um, to the Thunderbirds. Uh, i got to remember that they are... Uh, their AHL affiliate is the Thunderbirds now after first being the Wolves for the longest time and then the Golden Knights took that from us and then we had the Rampage for like a year or two and then um, the Golden Knights are like oh yeah we want that too so we're just going to buy your team and relocate it and uh, we're like alright fine that's cool so let's uh, go and Instead of, you know, kind of doing what Vegas is doing or like how we had it with Chicago where it's, you know, relatively close to us, right? Well, let's uh, go to a team that's all the way in fucking Massachusetts. <laughs> you know, let's, let's do that instead of going back to the uh, the Wolves. That makes sense, but, you know, whatever. When I, don't, I don't make the decisions, but I'm just saying that's kind of an odd play. Um, but yeah, Springfield Thunderbirds is our uh, AHL affiliate, so that's cool. Um, and Steven Stantini, along with John Gillis, will probably end up going there, along with uh, forward Curtis McKenzie, one-year two-way deal for him, and um, as well as forward Sam Ennis, two-year two-way deal, also probably end up going to the Thunderbirds, so we're stocking shelves there. Um, which, last but not least, the big signing. Uh, the big one that we're all been waiting for, and the one that, oh, well, the one that we're waiting for, isn't this one. All right, the one that we're waiting for is Alex Petrangelo to come back. But looks like it might not happen. But I digress. Uh, however, comma, we do have a, a big defenseman, big name defenseman. All right. Now, like Petro, he's he's an offensive defenseman, though smaller in stature. A guy that Blues fans know very well, especially one uh, Robert Thomas, uh, as he made note um, on Twitter, which is am amazing, uh, which solidifies that Robert Thomas is elite. All right, he is elite, and um, this guy also kindly being like, you know, yep, or or, or best friends, uh, Tory Krug, Tory Krug. I'll, I'll say it's nice and slowly, Blues fans, to, if you haven't already, let it soak into your pores. Just 
let it soak in. Let it wash over you. As we're keep quoting the whole stepbrothers thing, because Robert Thomas was like, did we just become best friends after showing the whole uh, him getting trucked by Krug in the uh, playoffs, and then um, Toy Krug responding to that with a, a gif from also stepbrothers, him saying, "Yep, um, let 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 the." Let the dirt wash over you, all right. Let let this news just pour into your skin, all right. Tory Krug is a St. Louis Blue, no longer a Boston Bruin. Uh, which, depending on who you ask, wonderful wonderful uh, pickup, and then also depending on who you ask, terrible pickup. And to let's entertain, let's entertain real quick. The both sides of coin. Let's entertain the positives, all right? Let's, as a, I quote this uh, one guy I watch on YouTube, um, on this one wrestling podcast, uh, YouTube channel that I watch, where, you know, we're positive Pete's, as he says. Um, Tory Krug, which we'll get to the negatives in a second, but positives is the offensive upside that he brings. Which he's been a very consistent high 40s, low 50s uh, player. uh, Point producer. Which then goes hand in hand with the other positive is that he is fantastic. Phenomenal. On the power play. Which we... Not to say that we need the help on the power play too much, but hey, if we can go from already pretty decent rating on a on the power play numbers to even better, I'm all for it. Now, penalty kill is the thing that I ought to, um, that I kind of wonder with the Blues. Um, I mean, it's not bad, but it definitely could be better. And penalty kill is the one that you really need to to work on a lot. I mean, goals, you know, or I mean, yeah, goals are going to be kind of a, a thing that we're kind of worried about um, next year for sure with Tarasenko being out um, guaranteed not to start the season because of his uh, shoulder injury once again. Um, and Steen's not really a producer, but he's going to be missing some time too. Um be interesting to see what we do in the goals department but also a lot of people that might get pissy about this trade on well that trade this signing thinking that Krug is a replacement a direct replacement for Petrangelo you might be looking at this wrong because he's definitely not a replacement for Petrangelo and I fucking hope that Doug Armstrong is not hoping that he's going to be the replacement for Petrangelo. He can be a, you know, he can replace the scoring to an extent, but defensively is the thing that a lot of people worry about, especially on 5-on-5, five five, because we get into negatives with him basically being kind of like a turnover machine. Um, and also the fact that he's smaller, so he gets pushed around a little bit. And guess what happens also whenever you're a smaller defenseman? You get injured a lot. And he uh, misses 
perennially maybe around 10 to 20 games a, a year. So he plays around maybe like 60-something games. But he still puts up those numbers in about 60 games. So just imagine if he has an entire 82-game season, what he could do. Imagine the numbers. It's basically having like a fifth, a fourth forward out there, honestly. And I'd like that. I'd like to see the big, the big goals. I'd like to see a, a fuck ton of goals. Hell yeah. Freaking do the little goal, the little goal song. You know, da 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 da. You know, the freaking the song. You know, the song. Um, which you know, I'm all for. And uh. Especially on the power play, did a little power play dance, a little fucking da 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 da, da you know, thing. Um, and then having Tori Krug scoring goals on goals on goals on goals on goals. What, what, why, why not? Why not do it? And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just depending on how you look at the signing is what's going to determine whether or not it's warranted as a good signing or not. And,. As long as you don't look at it as a 100% replacement for Petrangelo, I say, great signing. Great signing. I mean, I'm sure other people on their podcasts and their other forms of media, they're going to be all over like St. Louis sports radio, probably be like, oh, well, this and this and this and that and this and that and that and that and this about Tory Krug. I'm just saying maybe, maybe to give this guy a chance, all right? I know it's seven years, you know, 6.5, but, you know, and that basically, for now, at least, 99.9% shows that we are not in the Petrangelo sweepstakes anymore, even though Doug Armstrong is basically saying, oh, no, we're we're still there, all right, we never say never in this business, you know, you know, it could happen, you know, it, it could happen, um, I mean, unless it happens, I don't think it's gonna happen. But um, that's why I was when I was jokingly saying, "Hey, what if he traded Falk um, in uh, to Arizona for OEL?" I mean, I'd I'd love that trade, but who knows? Maybe we could just you know legitimately just trade uh, Falk for legitimately a bag of pucks, or like back in the day when you could just trade him for cash back when you could trade players for cash uh you know and other considerations um glory days glory days back when there was no cap um although that also led to the 05 um lockout so I guess not really good glory days but that that was also back when the Blues didn't have a cup to their name. So also once again, probably not the best glory days to really not the best thing to say glory days for that. But um, but yeah, um, unless they move off of Falk and then move another guy like Bozak or something like that to potentially get Petro back. Which just imagine if we had Petro and Krug, that would basically be like, oh yeah, Falk who. <laughs> Freaking be amazing, but don't really see it happening. And but but a at least for me it works out of the way because from what it sounds like, Petro will still be on one of my top two teams anyway. So 
uh, for me. But for those that just follow religiously to the blues, you know, um, may not look too good. But, but yeah, that's that. And that is what I have for you for the uh, free agency uh, deals for you for now until when the aforementioned Alex Trangelo signs and then all the other guys like Taylor Hall and uh, Mike Hoffman, uh, Evgeny Dadnov, just a couple names that have been floated around as the now notables since all the other notables are off the market now um, sign. But, but yeah, until that happens, you know, that'll be that. But, uh, but yeah, rate and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, tell your friends about this whole, uh, podcast we have for you and um hockey you know a ways away and um hopefully we get it back sooner rather than later but anyway uh rate and subscribe once again and i thank you all for uh listening to the bleed hockey podcast and i'll catch you all next one thank you very much